You're listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Let's all read our theme verse together out loud in here. Even if it's your first time here, we're going to get you kind of into the groove right away. Our theme verse is found in James chapter 1, verse 22. Let's all read it together. Ready? Begin. But do not just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Everybody say do. You must do what it says. That is our theme verse because verb is action. We believe, and you've previously heard me say that we believe that faith needs to be active. If faith has no works, if it's not doing anything, the Bible says that it is dead faith. It is meaningless. So when we say we're a community of faith, what we mean is, what we're saying is, we believe that the demonstration of Christ's love is the best way to display our faith. Not as a label, but as an action, as an action. Listen to what it also says here in the Bible. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18 says, Let us not love with words only, but with action and in truth. Basically, it's saying if you say you love, then do something about it, right? I can say I love my wife, but if I don't do something about it, if I don't buy her a ring, if I don't spend time with her, if I don't go out... Here, buying the ring, somebody can tell her. That. It's, in, it's, in, it's in the cards, it's coming. If I, if I don't spend time with her, if I don't you know, extend forgiveness, if I, if I don't do the things that demonstrate my love, how does she really know? I can say it, but it needs to be demonstrated. And so that means that we are called to be doers. Everybody say doers. doers. Being a doer. Being a doer is what we've talked about. And being a doer has benefits. Being a doer has benefits. Matter of fact, maybe you remember the words of Jesus. He said this, whoever hears these words of mine and does them, take a look at the verse, whoever hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. Don't you want to be wise? I want to be wise. I don't want to be a fool. I want to be wise. And the Bible says that anyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them, you can have a stable life. It's not a life free of trouble. But you can be founded, you can be stable, so that when the storm comes and blows, you don't break. That's what Jesus promises, when you hear and do what he says. So, tonight, we're kicking off some things that Jesus said to do. And we as a church are going to start doing them. Are you ready? Maybe you're a guest with us for the first time tonight, you're going, okay, I wasn't expecting this. Oh, this is going to be good for you too. Even if you never come back here next week, this is going to be really good for you. Take a look at something that Jesus said because you're going, well, how do I know what God says and how do I know what to do? Okay, we're going to go to the Bible. We're going to be very, very simple. Matter of fact, this is almost elementary for some people. If you've been with Jesus, if you've been a follower of Jesus Christ for many, many, many years, you're probably going to go, well, this is very elementary. Well, if it is, I hope you're doing it still. I really do hope you're still doing it. Take a look at what Jesus says. In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, the Apostle Paul reminds us what Jesus said. He said, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Let's all read those words together. Ready? Begin. It is more to than to You've probably heard that before. You might not have even known that Jesus was the one that said it. Probably, heard it, probably thought it was Abraham Lincoln that might have said that, right? And didn't Abraham Lincoln say something like that? Well, he may have, but he was quoting Jesus. Jesus is the one that said it is more blessed. It is better to give 
than to receive. Now, some of us in here are going, no, no, I like to receive. Of course you do. We all like to receive. Raise your hand. Be honest. You like to receive. All right. But if Jesus says it's better to give than to receive. Tonight, we are hearing Jesus say the words give. Everybody say give. 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 And I know some of you in here are going, oh, no. Here's the pastor. He's going to talk about money. I didn't know it was one of those churches. Here's one of those churches. I'm not going to talk about your money tonight. That isn't what I'm here to talk about. But I am going to talk about the principle of giving. Because this isn't, that's not the case. I'm not here to talk about money. Giving is more than money. Generosity should be at the core of who we are. And as a church, it is part of our core values. It's one of those 12 that's listed on that list, that we are a generous people. And, and tonight, I'm, I'm excited to begin to exercise generosity as a church and empower you to be a generous person. If we look back at that verse, can we put that verse up there really quickly again? Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Miranda, are you doing it? Thank you, Miranda. Notice that Jesus didn't say it's more natural to give. It's more natural to give. It's more easy to give than it is to receive. You know why he didn't say that? Because that ain't true. It's hard to give. I was an only child. I was selfish because I never had to share anything with anybody. I got a bicycle. It was my bicycle. Nobody ever borrowed it. If I got clothes... My clothes were always in the closet. I never had to share with a sibling. Never. So I didn't know how to share. I didn't know how to give until I started dating a woman who liked to give everything away. <laughs> Leah, who's not in here right now, she gives everything away. There, there are times I walk into my garage and go, where is that drill? Where, I just bought that drill. Where is that drill? Oh, well, so-and-so needed it. So-and-so, ne I need it. <laughs> but she has a heart to give. She has a heart to give. Looking back at that verse, um, it, it's not natural, it's not easy to give because we are naturally selfish. We are. We're naturally self-centered. And, and, and the reason why is because being self-centered and self-preserving helps us to innovate. It helps us to move forward because of our self-preservation nature. But we have to learn how to control that or it will control us. It's obvious that giving is not natural. It's not natural for us. But there are blessings to being a giver. Giving benefits the recipient. Absolutely. That's the obvious part. But Jesus said it is more blessed. It is better to be a giver. I see people who are givers. They're happy people. They're happy people. Because there's a few benefits to being a giver. And I've listed a few up here. Here's some of the benefits of being a giver. The first one is it demonstrates faith. When you're a giver, it demonstrates faith. It, it, it says that I'm going to trust God with my stuff. And if I give it away, God's going to provide for me. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. He says, give and it shall be given to you. So if you're a giver, you're demonstrating your faith in the words of Jesus. Believing that I give and God will take care of me. Give and it will be given back to you. Pressed down, shaken together and running over, Jesus says. If you're a giver, it, it, it demonstrates your faith in who Jesus is and how he is your provider. Secondly, it breaks materialism. 
What is materialism? Ha <laughs> Comes down to one word. Stuff. <laughs> Stuff. We in America are consumers. We like our stuff, don't we? I had a friend of mine one time, he loved stuff, and he had enough money to be able to buy whatever stuff he wanted. It was therapy for him. And I know some of you in here are going, oh, I know, it's therapy for me. He would go when he was feeling down and discouraged, he would have no problem going to Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills and dropping $50,000. Serious. He loved his stuff, and he felt that stuff made him feel so good. One day, Jesus was doing a work on his heart, and he read a passage of Scripture where this rich young man came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what do I need to do to be saved? And Jesus says, well, you do all these things. Basically, follow the law of Moses. The young man says, I've done all those since I was a youth. And Jesus says, oh, one thing you lack then. Sell all that you have. Give it to the poor and come and follow me. And the Bible says that the young man left sad because he had so much stuff. See, it's easy for stuff to own us. And that's what materialism is. It's when the stuff owns us. My friend, that young man, he read that passage of Scripture, and he realized God wanted to do a work in him. And he took this bag that was worth $10,000. It was a bag, like a man purse. I mean, that alone should tell you something's wrong. Anyways, he has this man purse. It was a messenger bag kind of thing worth $10,000. And he felt the Lord say it was time to let it go. And when he did, it broke that materialistic spirit that he had in his heart, that he was willing to release it, and he was set free from materialism. To this day, now, now he's a missionary. He does missions work. Uh, it was a good thing he had to let that go because he's not making that kind of money as a missionary, let me tell you. The third thing it does is take a look. Miranda will put it back up on the screen there if you don't mind. It starves the selfish beast. When you're a giver, it begins to starve that selfish nature that's inside of you. I personally experienced that. My wife, Leah, when we were dating, I don't know that she consciously did this, but she wanted me to overcome selfishness. I was naturally selfish. I didn't even think bad about it. I thought, why do I have to share? I don't have to share. I don't have to lend my car to anybody. Oh, but so-and-so needs to borrow a car. But that's my car. If they need a car, let them go buy their own car. I mean, that's the kind of guy I was. But God wanted to do a work in me. He wanted to kill the selfish beast. And so Leah started having me begin to share and begin to give. And as I began to give, it started to starve the selfish beast. And that selfish beast eventually died. Oh, does it try to rise up? Oh, yeah, it does. It's like a zombie that just kind of, the living dead just comes out. Uh, and I have to go give something away. When I start to feel selfishness rising up in me, I got to give something away. And I got to give something away that I like. Because when I do that, it kills the selfish beast. See, giving has benefits. It does. It demonstrates our faith. It breaks the hold of materialism, and it starves the selfish beast. It's not about the size of the gift. It's not about the $10,000 bag. It's about the heart. It's about the heart that says, I'm willing to give. I'm willing to give and be a giver. Listen, I'm going to give you a passage of Scripture and then I'm going to give you something practical that you can start doing tonight. 
so you can start demonstrating the faith, so you can start conquering materialism, and so you can starve the selfish beast in your own life. God sees your contribution that you give, whether it's small or large, as significant. And let me show you how I know that's to be true. In Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, Jesus, now this isn't a parable. This is something that Jesus observed, and then he begins to teach on it. Jesus observed something. He saw something, and he acknowledged it. And look what it says in Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. And he, Jesus, looked up, and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two little mites. Now, those aren't little bugs. For some of you, you might be going, oh, you mean a mite? No, not a mite. It was a little tiny coin, a very small coin. And he said, truly, and he's, to those who are following him, I say to you that this poor widow has put more in than all the others. Which, of course, right at that moment, you can imagine people going, yeah, but I saw J Joe over there. He just put in a gold coin. How could her little mite be more than that? And Jesus begins to focus the light on it. He says, for all these out of their abundance have put in their offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. It was all that she had. And it was her heart to say, God, I want to be a giver. And it demonstrated her faith and Jesus acknowledged it. It proved that she wasn't bound by materialism. Her stuff didn't own her. She owned her stuff. And there was no selfish beast in her because she gave all. She gave all. Let me tell you a little bit about a mite because you might be going, well, how much is a mite? Well, historians say that the two coins that we call mites together would be worth what is called the Roman coin or a quadrone. Two mites would equal a quadrone. It equates to about $1. So two mites would equal today about a dollar. Gosh, you can't even go to McDonald's for a dollar. Well, they do have the dollar menu. That's right. They should call it the two mite menu. <laughs> Those around her viewed the widow's mite as insignificant, but Jesus showed it was a heart of generosity, a heart to give. Her willingness to give out of her want rather than out of her abundance. See, you don't have to be wealthy to be a giver. You can give right now and make a difference in people's lives and make a difference in your own life. Let's talk a little bit of practical application as I get ready to dismiss because I feel I'm ready to explode with a great idea to help you be a giver. Um, this practical understanding of generosity has to get real practical on our daily ex examples. Almost every day, I drive past the Anaheim Stadium. And if you live in Orange County or you've heard the news recently, you probably know that right down there, up until last week, there was quite the encampment of needy people, right? And I'm not here to politicize it. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to say, hey, they found 600 needles after they cleaned it up, so maybe those people deserve what they get. That's not what I'm here to say. What I'm here to say is I drive by that every day going, God, how do we touch the needs of the many? What can I do? City councils, governments can't figure out what to do with the, with the homeless situation in Orange County. I was sitting this week with a friend of mine. He's the director of the Orange County Rescue Mission. And I asked him, I said, hey, 
What happened with those people? They're not there anymore. He said, oh, there's 700 hotel rooms in Orange County that were given to these homeless folks so that they could live there for 30 days. I said, then what? He goes, nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's called a Band-Aid. That's called a Band-Aid. And so, of course, I left that meeting with my friend going, what can we do? My heart is heavy for the underprivileged that are having to live in tents, and it's a challenge and it's an overwhelming problem. It reminded me, though, of a young man who saw a challenging, overwhelming problem, and he didn't let the size of the need or his age of only seven years old. Isn't that awesome? Seven years old. Yeah, you can applaud that. Go ahead. Zach started with what he had. What did he have? He had a red wagon that he played with. And he went from home to home collecting water and food for the victims of, of Hurricane Charlie back in 2004. He thought, what could I do? Well, I felt that same way. What can I do? And when I got to church that day, I opened up my trunk to pull out my backpack as I normally do, and I looked and I saw our grocery bags that we take. And I saw them empty there, and I thought, yeah, you know, they're empty grocery bags. And many of us have those empty, reusable grocery bags that we keep in our cars so that when we go to the store or whatever, we have it with us. Um, and I begin to think, man, wonder, wonder what we could do with that. And I thought about the widow's mite. And I thought, thought about Zach. And I thought about Refinery Church, that we're a generous church. What practically could we do? Our planning team was, was putting together our grand opening gifts, and they came up with this really cool idea of a tote, uh, a reusable grocery bag, or uh, you know, something you could carry your books in, or, or your clothes in if you're going to stay the night somewhere, or a towel if you're going to the beach. And I thought, that's a really great gift. But you know, there's a greater purpose behind our refinery totes. And I'm here to tell you that on our grand opening, we started by being givers, because this isn't just a tote. This is a giving bag. Because, see, our grocery bags that we have in our cars are there so that we can go in the grocery store and we can receive. But I want to turn at least this bag into a giving bag. Everybody say giving bag. They sit empty in our, our, our cars. But if one of those could be used for a giving bag instead of just receiving then I believe we can make the difference in at least one person's life. And so I put together some samples for you so that you could take your bag and become a giver, a doer of God's word and not just a hearer only. And so tonight, um, I want to kind of wrap up for the next five minutes some practical ways for you to be a giver. I put together some bags, and I'm using them as examples here, um, to show you how you can simply be a giver. It doesn't matter if you're 5, 55, or 105. You can be a giver. And you don't have to be wealthy. You can make a difference in people's lives. Uh, there's a man by the name of John who, who doesn't have a home to live in. And he's over here oftentimes, and I've had a chance to interact with him. And I thought, how, what can I do for John? What can I do for the guy that's on the corner who always holds a sign? Do I just give him cash? Or how can I help them? How can I be prepared? Well, I can take one of my giving bags, a refinery giving bag, and I can put together some little sacks that are ready to be given out at any time. This little sack 
and I've got, I've got a few of them there in the bag. The, this will now sit in my car. And instead of an empty grocery bag, I've now got a full giving bag so that I can be ready to give at any time. And so if there's the guy on the corner or the guy at the, the stoplight or the guy sitting under the bridge over here, I can quickly pull this out and I can say, hey, I want to give you something. God bless you. And, and what's in this bag is it's, it's very simple. It's a Ziploc bag that's actually rather important. It's a reusable bag. And if you don't have a home, storage is important. And it's waterproof so they can keep important stuff in here. So just the bag alone is helpful. Then on the inside of the bag, I have a, a, a bottle of water. I have a, a pack of, of raisins. There's a, a couple of granola bars in there. There's a pair of socks. Socks are important, you know. Uh, there's a bar of soap. There's um, some, uh, some hand wipes, uh, you know, the disinfecting kind of hand wipes because it's hard to find water when you don't have a home. And then um, there's a toothbrush and some toothpaste in there. Last thing I put in there is a $5 gift card for McDonald's. You know, be able to get a little bit of breakfast, right? Um, I don't want them to leave totally hungry. I mean, there's some granola bars in there, some water, uh, but th they probably want something a little bit more. This bag here, including the $5 gift card, 10 bucks. $10. So now I took $40 and I put together four bags and now it's in my giving bag, my giving bag, and it's going to sit in my car. And rather than have an empty grocery bag, now I've got a full giving bag ready to make a difference. Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. What will your giving bag look like? What, do you have in, what are you going to put in your giving bag? Well, Leah put together a giving bag. I, I challenged Leah, and I said, Leah, what's going to be in your giving bag? And she said, well, I want to think about the mom. I want to think about the mom who has a need. And so she, took a, she got a pack of uh, diapers, um, some female stuff for all the female ladies in here. You probably know what some of these things are. <laughs> this, is a, this is a mom bag. Um, it's got a couple granola bars in here. It's got uh, some, uh, some baby apple uh, baby applesauce, which adults like too. Um, I do. Uh, there's some fruit squeezies and some, uh, some wipies. Very, very important stuff, wipies. Yeah, see, there's a pregnant mom going, that's good. Isn't that right, Christine? That's right. So this, this, this is her giving bag. This was less than $15. Less than $15, and now it can be a giving bag that is going to bless a mom uh, to help them. Matter of fact, Leah was telling me that oftentimes there are ladies who would like to uh, get work. Uh, they have a child and they want to get work. But when you, know, when you drop your child off at daycare, you have to provide diapers for that child. There are some moms that can't even afford diapers for their children to go to daycare, even if it's government uh, subsidized daycare. And so the moms go, oh, I can't do that. So this can help somebody have a step up. It's not a handout. It's a hand up to help somebody. So that's less than $15 right there. There's, that's a good one. There's another one. Here's, here's another uh, great one. Uh, maybe you know a young family that just got married. I mean, they don't have to be destitute. Um, they're just young and married, which means they're probably poor and hungry. <laughs> right, James? <laughs> James up here. Amen. Amen. 
you know, put together a care pack. Let it be the giving bag. Again, I, I mean, I've talked about the homeless person that's on the corner. I've talked about the young mom who, who needs a little help. How about just the young couple? You know, get them a gift pack of, you know, some, some peanut butter and jelly. You know, there's some peanut butter and jelly in here. That'll go a long way. Some packs of tuna. There's some tuna in here. Just don't open those on a plane anywhere. Um, that's really gross. Um, and some oatmeal and some, I mean, there's, there's, a whole, there's, a whole, there's a couple of breakfasts right in here. Again, less than $15, the giving bag. And I'm not selling these. I'm not here to sell them. I'm just here to tell you. And we got another one. She put together another one over here uh, with some pasta and some soup and some uh, pasta sauce. Again, less than $15. As a person, you order a meal, you get a drink, it's 20 bucks a person. Include a tip, it just went way up. $50 for a couple to go out to dinner. For less than $10... Boy, you could make somebody's day. For less than $15, you could make some mom's month. And some young couple could have a meal together for less than $15 just by being a giver. And what does Jesus say? You'll be more blessed than they will because it's more blessed to give than to receive. So I'm going to give you a challenge, church. And even if you're a guest with us for the first time tonight, you got one. We want you to take this and turn it into the giving bag. Will you do that? Can you do that? Come on, let's do it together. Let's be a church that demonstrates the love of God practically. Can we do that? And I've got plenty of these bags. If you give one away, you can come back next week and say, I need another one. And we'll say, good. We'll give you as many of these bags as you want if you'll turn it into the giving bag. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You guys ready for this? This is the fun part. So, here's what I want. I want you to take out your phones. And, not now, not now, not now. After you've put together a bag, whatever it is, what is, what's going to be in your bag? Those are just some ideas. Maybe you have some other ideas. Maybe you have some creative ideas. Maybe you want to give something for back to school. Maybe you want to bless the family and fill it with school supplies. It doesn't have to be super expensive. As a matter of fact, I would prefer it not to be. Don't put a diamond ring in a bag and say, hey, there you go, honey. Unless you want to, I guess that could be fine too, but that's not really the point. The point is to really help somebody. Here's what I want you to do. Take a picture of your bag or take a picture of your bag being delivered and hashtag the giving bag. All right, And we want to start to see a movement happening through Refinery Church where we are generous people. And we're going to take this simple thing called the giving bag, and we want to help spread the message of Jesus Christ who says it's better to give than to receive. Isn't that a good idea? Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.